Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Club Pro Chatter, Season 6, Episode 4. Scotty, six years. Can you believe it? No, no, I can't. It's uh, somehow I thought we'd get canceled after one episode. Yeah, Scotty, maybe I should do, uh, maybe I should start with the song today. Rainy days and Mondays always get me down. It's talking about your your uh, performance at the State Open. <laughs> you know what? Thanks a lot. Come on. I'm sorry, but I know you can handle it because you know you're a good player. And uh, those of us who are a little more fragile in our games, it would be tough. But uh, there's a lot of season left. And I'm guessing, and we're going to get into this a little bit with our next guest, but I'm guessing, Scotty, she played hard out there. Yeah, uh, quick question. Are you playing Edinburgh? Yes, I'll be there tomorrow. So let's let's just keep the chirping down and let's see what happens. You still haven't beat me yet this year. What was it? What did I shoot the last time I played Edinburgh? I think you, it was in it started with the nine. I think it was 96, Scott. I believe okay, that's let's let's uh I'm I'm betting on the under. I would think I, I, I should be able to keep it in bounds a little bit more. So, all right. With that being said, let's bring on our first guest, state open champion, Caleb Van Aragon. Caleb, are you there? There he is. Yes. Thank you for Caleb, having me. Thank you for coming on. Congratulations, first of all. And then before thank I, you. I'm going to let Scotty have the big first question, but how old are you? I'm 21. Oh my goodness. You look, like you're not, you look like you're nine. <laughs> thank you <laughs> scotty fire away you played the course i i did not i've never played oak ridge um where do you want to start with caleb you've never played oak ridge no no okay well oak ridge was phenomenal uh hats off to kelly and todd i mean it was i'm gonna say it i'm gonna send them both notes it was the best state open course setup i've ever seen i've played mm -hmm. in a lot uh, I think Caleb would agree, obviously played great, but uh, <laughs> Caleb, do you remember what you said to me day one when we saw each other and you were getting water and I said, how's it going out there? Um, I don't. What did I say? You said toughest 6,700 yard golf <laughs> course I've ever played. Yeah. Yeah. And I totally, uh, I totally stand by that. I mean, I, when I played the practice round, um, I hit wedge into pretty much every par four just because it was so um, it was playing really firm. Uh, and I thought at that point, I, I was worried that the winning score was going to be something really, really low. Um, but they I think it was a little bit softer for the actual tournament than it was for my practice round. So I know yesterday I had a couple of like seven irons, eight irons into par fours. Um, and with how tight those greens are and how imperative it is to keep it on certain sides of the hole and not miss in certain spots, um, even if you have, you know, an 80 yard wedge shot in, that's going to be one of the scariest 80 yard wedge shots you're ever going to have. Cause you get, it's, it's usually, I mean, 10 feet or so between uh, a really good shot, maybe an uphill putt and being off the front of the green or being down into a, a really deep bunker into a uh, really thick lie in the rough, something like that. So I thought it was it was, it was such a good setup because um, even if you had these short clubs in, uh, 
you were never guaranteed a birdie. And even if you, it was, it was a, a fine line between a birdie and uh, really grinding to save par, even bogey. Caleb, uh, we're going to step back for just a second because I want to get to know you a little bit better. Obviously, we know you guys are a golfing family. Can you mm -hmm. tell us where that all started and how it all began? And is your is your dad or your grandpa or where did yeah. this start with you and your sisters? So uh, none of my grandparents really golf. Um, my dad golfed for fun a little bit in graduate school. My mom uh, played for her high school team. Um, but I started golfing when I was two, I had like this little tykes set of plastic golf clubs. And that was like my favorite toy. I would hit them around the house all the time. Then when I was three years old, um, my grandparents got me my first metal set of golf clubs. And then it just kind of took off from there. I played my first, uh, golf tournament when I was five. I think I played in the U S kids uh, world junior championship when I was six. And I would play in that, uh, all throughout my time as a as a junior um and then my sister started golfing i think when she was probably two or something just because i was playing essentially so um not a whole lot of family history but there is um my mom and my dad were both college athletes my dad was a five-time all-american runner my mom was a college swimmer so there's definitely um a history of like athleticism in the family but not with golf talk to me a little bit obviously High school, you're a solid player, got recruited, you know, went to your at Valparaiso, yep. which um, Greg probably only knows because of the Bryce Drew shot, yep. of course. Yeah. Yep. So Valparaiso, you're going to be a senior. Um, I mean, I looked at the scoring averages, Greg. Last year's scoring average was 71.35. That's a program record. He's got like the three lowest scoring averages all time at Valparaiso. You finished second in the state AM, I think in 2021 at Rush Creek, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Second in the state open last year. Yep. Um, and now you win this year. Um, what, what do you think it is? Cause obviously you, you work with Luke Benoit, who's obviously my business partner and one of my best friends what drives you to get better? Because I know that you're so driven to get better. So what drives you to just stay motivated? You've been playing tournament golf for 15 plus years. Yeah. Um, I mean, basically, I, I really, it's a lot of things, but I think the main thing is I just really love golf. Um, I love practicing practice. Um, practice has never really felt like a drag to me. Um, I mean, I can go out onto the golf course and, and hit range balls for hours and hours or go putt for hours and hours and it never gets old for me. Um, and I think that's something that's, um, definitely an advantage for me because I know that, um, it's really easy for people at a high level to get burned out with how much you have to practice in order to sustain, um, a, a high level of play. I think that's an advantage for me is that I've never really felt burned out on golf. Um, I, I love it so much that even if I have a series of bad tournaments in a row or my game's in a rough spot, I still love to play it. And I think that that's a big, uh, a big advantage. I think that there is, so my freshman year at Valpo was, was decent. I, I, I played, it, it was, it was pretty consistent. 
Um, but at the start of my sophomore year, um, I, I, I was really playing bad. Um, and I basically, I, I just wasn't, I didn't feel, I didn't think I was working hard enough. I basically made the decision um, over the winter between the, the, the fall and spring of my sophomore year, I basically made the decision that I could either work as hard as I could at golf and see if I could get good enough to potentially go pro, or I could um, keep, um, I don't know, may stay at my level at golf and just work really hard in the classroom and try to set myself up to get a good job afterwards. And I decided I wanted to try really hard to work to get better at golf. Um, so starting then, I started working harder than I ever had before in my life. Um, it paid off pretty quickly. Um, that spring, I think my last four tournaments, I finished second, second, first, fifth. Um, and then I said, like I had, like you said, the um, state am runner-up that summer. Um, and from then, I think I, I've seen it's been, it hasn't been like fast, but I've seen I've seen a slow, steady um, improvement ever since. So I think making that decision was a really good decision that I'm very happy with. Um, but that that's basically what drives me is I'm I'm just trying to see how good I can get in uh, in order to possibly turn pro. Caleb, when you arrived at Velpo, that's what I call it, by the way. When you arrived at Velpo, did you um? Were you wondering, did I belong here? Did, did that feel um, like, can I play with these guys? Or did you go in going, I'm as good as these guys, I got this? I remember that my first qualifying round, it was at um, it was at our home course. Our home course has three different nines, and one of the nines is just really, uh, really goofy nine. Um, there's a lot of local knowledge out there. And I, it was my first time ever playing the nine. It's 25 miles per hour of wind, and I shot 44. Um, so that was a pretty immediate, like, oh boy, do I belong in college golf? But then the next day or two days later, we had our 36 hole, um, qualifying day and I shot 72, 71, I think, um, and led the team. So I think that was a, that was pretty good to settle me down pretty quickly. And then pretty soon after that, I remember I, um, and I, we had our first tournament and I, I played pretty well at that. So I settled into it pretty quickly, but there was definitely Right at the start, I was like, oh, boy, this might be a lot tougher than I thought it was. So Valpo's obviously not a power five school. Mm -hmm. And I know, like, I've, I mean, the scores you put up, the, the summer results, you could certainly be playing at a power five school. How much of a ship or motivating factor is that to play in the state am and state open against some of these power five individuals like is there a chip on your shoulder like hey this is my time to kind of shine um i would I, th I think that a little bit yeah i mean throughout the season um we do play against power five teams obviously um we're a mid-major team and a lot of the schools that we play against are teams like the ones in our conference teams like Bradley, Evansville, Northern Iowa, schools like that. Um, but we also play against um, a fair share of Power 5 schools. I know we played in um, Indiana University's tournament this year, Penn State's tournament, um, Iowa's tournament. We play against a decent number of Big Ten teams. So um, we do have our opportunities throughout the year to go up against these Power 5 teams and show that we belong. Um, but it's definitely nice to anytime you can play against top level 
power five players. So it's a lot of fun just to test your test your game against them and hopefully show that you belong. Caleb, let's jump forward to State Open here, uh, which obviously just happened a couple days ago. We are uh, filming this very shortly after your victory. Uh, I'm looking at all three of your rounds right now, and I'm noticing a couple trends that I'd like for you to talk about. Uh, the first one being you had four bogeys in the tournament. Second mm -hmm. one being in round three, you had a six birdies and eight hole stretch. Tell me about those two things in particular and talk about your rounds. I mean, yeah. is, is staying away from doubles a, a goal is, or do you not think about that? Tell me about what your mind says in those things. Yeah. So for the bogeys part, I think it's kind of funny. Two of my bogeys came in the first three holes. Um, yeah. I really, uh, I, I don't know what it was. I just got off to a really, really bad start. Um, I, I, I was just my my swing just felt kind of haywire. I I didn't feel very focused. Um, it it was it was a really bad start. Um, but after that, I settled in pretty well, and I didn't make. Um, I, I only only made two more bogeys the rest of the tournament. And I think what that came down to was I was hitting towards the center of the greens, and then, um, it just felt like a lot of my misses happened to be towards the pin. Like, um, there were a lot of shots yesterday um where the pin would be tucked on the right or the left and i knew um you know maybe if, if i miss it right i'm gonna have an uphill chip shot to a green that's running away from me and and super slanted so i was like okay i'm gonna aim towards the center of the green if i pull it or if i if i hit it on the um if i don't miss on the short side then i'll have a long putt that i can i can two putt that if i miss it towards the pin then i have a birdie opportunity but I'll, i'm just really shooting for um for a 30 foot birdie putt I felt like I did that very consistently and I was really disciplined with my course management um, to the point where, um, but I also got lucky and missed a lot of my shots towards the pin instead of away from the pin. Um, I think that's what, that's what really helped me out this tournament. Caleb, Greg doesn't know what decade is. We try to uh, teach him about that because uh, Greg doesn't understand that course management is very important, you know, bogey avoidance. Um, so we can definitely educate them on that. I mean, yeah. that's what it's all about, right? Hitting to the middle of the green. And sometimes your dispersion is towards the pin and sometimes it's away from the pin. So yeah. it's, uh, and Greg last year in the state open, he also shot 13 under. And I, if I recall, Caleb, I think the last 45 holes, you didn't make a bogey. Um, I think I made a couple of bogeys, um, but still it was the same thing there. I mean, I play, I play bunker Hills a lot, so I know where you can and can't miss. And I think there's certainly times when you, you have to fire at pins, uh, but I think uh, bunker Hills with, um, I mean, the, the greens are generally pretty firm. So especially to back pins, there's always such a, a high chance if you land a ball next to the pin of it, just bouncing over and you having an impossible chip coming back. And with Oak Ridge too, I think that was the Oak Ridge is like the the perfect decade course because yeah, you've got you've got wedges in every time, but you just can't fire at pins. Like yesterday, um, on the back nine, I, I can go through. There were maybe there were maybe one or two pins that I fired at um, the entire the entire back nine, uh, even though I had a wedge in my hand, probably seven of those shots. So. It was a really, um, it, I think it was a learning experience for me um, because I, there's definitely been times that I've been over aggressive. 
so it was nice seeing how playing conservatively, even uh, when I had wedges in my hand, could really pay off. Okay, okay, wait. Time out. You two over there. Okay. Are you telling me, Caleb, are you telling us right now that these six birdies, you made some bombas? I didn't. I was not firing at pins. So those six birdies, um, whole, whole eight. Oh, wait, no. Where's the first birdie? Eight and uh, nine. Yep. Eight and nine. Well, you eight made nine, one on yeah. four, but, but the stretch was eight, nine, yep. 12, 13, 14, 15. Hole eight, I had seven iron in from 180 into the wind. Pin was on the right. Um, I knew that a right miss was dead. I aimed towards the center of the green, played a cut, over sliced it to 15 feet, made the putt. Hole nine, I was, um, that one I was actually going for the pin because I knew that uh, the short side miss, it would like kind of kick down towards the pin. So that one I was actually going for the pin, but I actually hit a terrible shot. So like 30 feet and then made the putt. Um, hole 12, pin at the green is severely front to back. Um, so I bet, but I was coming out of the rough. I knew that I had to land it. I was aiming for 15 feet short of the pin, and that's where I hit it to, and then I made the putt. 13, the pin was back left. If I missed left, I would be down like this 20-yard 20, 20 cliff, basically, uh, with just an impossible up and down. I was aiming 10 feet left, left right of the pin, pulled it 10 feet, and then had like a 10-footer from going right up the hill for birdie. And then 14 and 15 uh, were both reachable, and uh, were both... A, a reachable par five and sort of a drivable par four. So I basically just. How long were the birdie there. putts on 14 and 15? Uh, two feet. Each? Each, yep. Yeah. Okay, so we got a 15 footer, Greg, a 30 footer, a 15 footer, a 10 footer, a two footer, a two footer. So they're right there. This is your state open champion. He's not aiming at pins with wedges. He plays golf full time. You don't. Maybe you should listen instead of shooting 96 tomorrow at Edinburgh. That's the mind-boggling thing about this, Scotty, is that um, you guys have been preaching this and this model of, of you don't have to go for this stuff, and yet we sit here and watch it and go, are you sure? Um, I mean, that doesn't 1,300 doesn't scream that, right? But uh, it's cool to hear this stuff, Caleb, because, again, I think the average golfer just can't get their arms around it. I mean, can't, yeah. can't say, Oh, really? He's aiming for the middle of the greens. Really? Yeah. Shooting 13 under, but again, what does that show for you about how much you work on your short game? Um, I think short game is definitely, I mean, I, I think decade only really works if you have a good short game, if you're willing to, um, be if you have good lag putting so that you're wet you know that you can you can two putt consistently from 45 feet or so and that if you have like uh, a long chip or something like that from from the the other side of the green not the short side um that you can get those up and down um i know that there's actually been times that my short i, I remember the first tournament of the year two years ago um was our our tournament in florida it was in february i hadn't hit a hit a chip shot off the of grass in like four months and i um i realized that um and i hadn't hit a lag putt on an actual green in like four months and i realized that aiming for uh aiming for the pins was actually the the correct strategy there because if i had a shorter shot regardless of whether it was like 
short-sided or not my lag putting was so bad that it was just going to be better to hit it hit it at the pins so i think if you have a decent short game decent lag putting um it's that's what makes decade work i think is um being able to convert long two putts if you happen to miss on the wrong side of the pin or if you happen to miss like if you're aiming for the center of the green and you miss on the opposite side of the pin basically you need to be able to two putt or make a convert a long up and down with lots of green to play with scotty two more questions i'll go first so that you have the last one all right i got uh, like five more questions no we don't got we don't need to keep this kid this long he's given us enough of his time he's got to work on his short game he's got to stay down to win gotta go practice well you can combine your last one into like three okay perfect <laughs> all i want to ask caleb is what's in store for you for the next month and a half and then when do you head back to school um, next month and a half, I have state am. Um, I actually get uh, exemption into the three am open Monday qualifier. Um, one of the sponsors of the state open is paying for my entry fee, which is um, going to be so much fun. It's such an awesome opportunity. Um, I'm hopefully going to be playing in the Canadian am. I actually figure out probably today or tomorrow if I got into that. Um, and then I go back to school uh, middle of August, some, somewhere around August 20th. And then after that, I'm going to be heading straight back to Minnesota for the CRMC. I was so, going to ask you that. I was wondering. That's, yeah. that's my boy Jay Warrell runs that thing. So I mm -hmm. was hoping you were going to make it back. But you have to check in at school first and then come back? I mean, I uh, the first day of school is like the Wednesday, um, one week before the tournament. So I'm going to have to go down to school, move in and everything, go to three days worth of class, and then head back to Minnesota for oh, for the week. So Awesome. Scotty, give okay. it to him. Yeah, so a couple of things. Don't forget your USAM qualifier at YZ in there, and if that goes well, yeah, well, that I might actually, make that's your the August same day a as little the Open Monday, so I won't be able to play that. So you're skipping the USAM qualifier for the 3M Open. Yeah, qualifier, okay. yeah. All right. Greg just threw his pen. There we go. So hey, Greg, like we want to, we would love to see you on TV in that USAM. Yeah, uh, that my entry fee is getting paid for for the Monday qualifier. So I figure that's an opportunity that's not going to come around many times. Hey, so, dude, good for you that you have decisions to make. I mean, seriously, uh, that's that's a credit you. to you, and that's you're going to have more hard ones coming up in your life, like uh, who you want to marry. So uh, don't. Uh, <laughs> Don't take those things lightly. These are tough. Okay, Scotty, I'm sorry. Go. That wasn't even a question, and now you no, that just was it along. Just a statement. Okay, so I got a quiz question for both of you two. Yeah. When is the last time someone won the state open and the state am in the same year? Neither one of you are going to get it. Caleb probably no. Caleb wasn't even born. Greg, it's happened once in our lifetime. 1998, James wow. McLean. So, wow. that being said, you've got Minneapolis next week. It, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not. I'm setting the bar super high for you because I know you can <laughs> handle it. Um, talk a little bit about that, but mm -hmm. then the bigger question I've got is: Okay, Greg and I picked the venue. The tees are set up where they should be. Who wins the match play match with you and Catherine? 
Um, so first of all, I haven't ever played Minneapolis before. I'm actually playing my practice round today. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Everything I've heard is that it's just an unbelievable course. So good. Um, I think my mindset going into it, I mean, coming going into the state open, I had no expectations at all. Um, I actually, the two days beforehand, last Saturday, uh, I was just playing out a bunker uh, with my old high school coach. I played so bad. I, uh, I, I couldn't make a putt. My hitting was all over the place. I didn't think anything. Um, I, I, I had absolutely no expectations going into the tournament and even the going into the final round. Um, I've finished second a lot the last couple of years. And I think the thing that that's taught me is that I can't try to go out and win a tournament because I could go out and shoot, you know, 66 and then someone goes out and shoots 65 to beat me. Um, and that doesn't take away from the the type of round that I played. It just means that I didn't win the tournament. So my my only goal going into yesterday was to do the best I could to put myself just in the position to shoot a good score and just focus on my process over every shot on every hole um, and trust that hopefully the results would turn out how they uh, turn out well. And that's going to be my same attitude going into the state am. I mean, I know obviously it's going to be tougher to have no expectations, um, coming off this tournament, but I know still, I know, I know how hard it is to follow up a, a win with another win. I know that it's very rare that tour players do it. I know that it's very rare that college players do it. Um, so I, I'm going to do everything I can to keep my expectations low and focus on my process of doing what I can on every shot, every hole to put myself in position to shoot a good, uh, shoot a good score. Um, for a match between me and Catherine, uh, that's, I mean, it can go either way. I mean, we, we, we play matches sometimes. I mean, putting contests, we're pretty much even in, uh, chipping contests. We're pretty much even in, we don't really play matches a whole lot because it's, um, not usually if we're out playing holes or playing around, we're just playing We're just practicing. Um, we, we've done that a couple of times, uh, but usually it's, it's really tight. It's, it's a coin flip. It could go either way. Caleb, thanks for coming on today. Congratulations, man. Um, thank you. Unfortunately, I'm sorry you didn't get that winner check, but that's, uh, your day's <laughs> coming. Your day's yeah. coming. I appreciate um, it. So I, for I, sure. I, I'm real good friends with Brady Madsen. He's a member at our club and he went through the similar thing. He won the state open a few years ago. And I said, how much did you cough up? And he goes, 10 grand. Might be in So, yeah. uh, you know, your day's coming and uh, we appreciate, uh, we appreciate you and your family and uh, all you guys do for golf, because again, the way you play inspires a lot of young kids, man. So thank you. Cool. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yep. Good luck next week, buddy. Thank you. All right, that's Caleb Vayner. Scotty, inspiring, man. I, I, I got to give the kids some credit. 21 years old. He's wise beyond his years. Yeah, um, no kidding. I've, I've told Luke this. I think Caleb's got the most potential to make it out there someday. And, um, yeah, he's, he just you can just tell the way he thinks. He, he's an incredibly hard worker. He's very, very motivated. Um, yeah. And he's just, and not to mention you look at his, uh, profile on his collegiate page academically, he's, he's off the charts. It's uh, he works really hard at his grades. So, well, well, that's fine, Scott, if you want good grades in life, fine. But I love what he said. He goes, I had a decision to make. 
where am I going to focus a lot of my efforts on? And I want to try to make this pro thing work. So good for him. Again, I, I do think it'd be hard to, to balance both those. A lot of those athletes are, you know, they, they're kind of forced into some study halls and some things too, Scotty. Back, You know, my daughters both play college volleyball and they're, yeah. they're kind of held to a little higher standard, which rightfully so. But uh, man, that that was impressive to uh, to chat with him. Let's bring in Kaylee. Kaylee Exum with our state of the section. Kaylee, we What's are in up? midsummer. I bet Tone is ready to punch somebody. Um, no, we're cruising. Ah! Object in motion stays in motion. Object at rest, rest. <laughs> Love it. What do you got for us today? Well, super fun to announce. I mean, as we're just talking about Caleb, but his sister did just win the junior PGA girls championship. That was in Fairball. Um, so congratulations oh. to her. I didn't know that. That's Scotty's home track. Oh. Minneapolis country club today. One of his favorite courses. Oh, Fairball sure. is home track, man. This is all about Scott today. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, our boys' junior champ also just happened up in up in Bemidji, and Sam Udovich won that one. So congratulations to him. Uh, yeah, Scott, have you met him yet? Sam, yes, I've played with Sam's a great kid. Plays at Creton. I uh, played the uh, second round of the golf champions in, with him last year. Uh, I'd have to check, but I'm pretty sure he shot sixty three at Minneapolis with me there. So, um, which he'll be at the state am this week, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, state Sam, open? what's that? Did he play state open this week? I do not think Sam played the state open, uh, this week. Okay. I didn't see his name. He might've been playing another event. Right. Yep. Congratulations to those two. Kaylee, what else you got? Yeah. So, I mean, as I kind of say that, you know, June just ended, we're looking ahead into August already. Um, we have our Minnesota Women's State Open coming up. So that'll be super fun out at Stone Ridge. And then also just a sneak peek preview into the Senior PGA Professional Championship, which will be at Highland. And then the PGA Professional Championship, which will be up at the Wilderness. Kaylee, when is the Women's State Open entry deadline? I've got a gal here. I'm pushing to try to play. And she goes, I don't play much. Yeah. I go, it doesn't matter. Yep. Thursday, August 3rd at noon. Okay, I'm writing that down. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it should be a fun uh, August coming up. But looking ahead, you know, we're focusing all our efforts on the rest of the junior schedule as well as DCPs and you know, bad pants will creep up pretty soon. And yeah. this week we're going to get through our 3M open pre-qualifiers and qualifiers. So there's still a lot going on over here. Sky, did you know I'm two years away from that senior, uh, that senior section? I know. I think, uh, you know, you know, Don Barry, who I need to give a shout out to. We need to talk about Don. Don't, don't ruin yeah, this. We do. Okay. One. But uh, no, I think all those seniors, they literally are trying to get their wins in knowing that you're going to be turning 50 in two years because they know you're just going to take, you are going to be the Bernhard Longer of the Minnesota section yes. senior. I see the Hale Irwin, but fine. I'll take Bernhard. Scotty, <laughs> once I apply this decade stuff, because every guest we have on is this decade, decade. I mean, it's just ridiculous and, and they're all winning. 
So it's like, okay, once I apply this to the senior tour focus that I'm going to have, oh, it's going to be sick, Kaylee. I'm going to get to play with your dad. <laughs> yeah, good. He needs to play more stuff. He should play more. But Anything else you got for us, Kaylee? That's what's looking ahead. I would love to talk about our friend Don Barry. Kaylee, stay, stay on here because I want Scott to tell the story. Last yes. year starts white bear yacht and golfing club scott tell everybody what happened okay. and then tell us about don. well and i was a witness to this too i was right there yeah so oh, yeah. don obviously don um don's a fierce competitor and he made the cut at bunker hills and i had caught wind that it was he's never missed a cut at the state open it was 41 for 41 and he is on the range with Greg Snow, myself, Jack Worrell. And it's right before Luther uh, number two at the Yacht Club. And he's talking, yeah, I don't know how much I'm going to play next year. I'm not Guys playing are the state open. 50 yards by me. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll, okay, you're, you're not going to play the state open next year? I go, I got two witnesses. 20 bucks says you tee it up at Oak Ridge. He's like, all right, I'll take that. So it was kind of an ongoing joke all last fall. And then Greg and I see him at the Little Crow uh, Pro-Am last week, KWLM in Spicer. And I go, hey, do you want to give me that 20 bucks now? Or do you want to wait till after Oak Ridge? You can give it to me at Edinburgh. He goes, I haven't teed up yet. I played like hot trash today. I, I, I might not tee it up. So he goes out and shoots two under in the first round and he didn't play great the second two rounds. I know he's probably going to be upset, but what an unbelievable achievement yet again. He just keeps the, this, I, I, I guarantee you this record will never be broken. 42 for 42. And Scotty, the cut is what 50 players top 60 in ties. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, it's not easy to make. I, I think the one time I played in the state open, I, I can't remember. I wasn't far out, but I thought, dang, I played pretty good. And I, I didn't make the cut. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a tough deal to, to do that. Um, you know, they talk about that on the PGA tour, even, you know, when tiger had his cut streak going, that is not easy to do, man. Well, well, so can I share a little behind the scenes story yeah. of yesterday's picture too? Um, so I had heard, you know, the rumor of all his consecutive years making the cut. And so I actually made a sign. You made we, that? <laughs> yeah. Thank you, we, Kaylee, for doing that. Because that's what prompted this in my head too. Of, of Yeah. Well, so we had kind of just a little banter here in the office to see if he would actually let me take the picture of him, you know, with it. And yesterday it was like perfect timing. I kind of caught him in the parking lot and I just pulled up on my golf cart and I looked at him and I go, Hey, you made the cut. I go, what, how many years have you played in the state open? He said 42. And I go, so how many cuts have we made? And he said 42. And I go, so if I have a sign, will you, you know, smile and hold it and let me post it on social media. And he just kind of looked at me and he goes, sure. And I don't know what he thought I had, but when I actually pulled out this huge sign that we had like officially printed and everything, 
he just had this biggest grin on his face and he goes did you plan this and I go maybe (laughs) but yeah I mean it's such a cool thing he held it really low he didn't hold (laughs) it up you know like proud and high he held that thing pretty low Scott (laughs) it was the best though well that's to him yeah Kaylee asked what's favorite club hype song and then under years pro 39 scotty and then 42 of 42. Yeah. Uh, his favorite hype song was enjoy that he enjoys the silence does that mean he doesn't no, listen it's to a music song. Is yeah, it? No, yeah it is a song yes we should have sang that today we should <laughs> start listening to it greg maybe okay, it would gonna, help us hold on i'm writing this down in my notes decade because- enjoy the silence <laughs> Yeah. Well, because you know, I like to use my show notes here, and then you can do some before the next podcast. You can start memorizing that song. Okay, so I want to talk. It obviously, stayed open. Just a, a final recap on it. You know, obviously, Don making the cut, remarkable. But I also want a quick shout out: Trey Fessler, low PGA professional, tied for second uh, with Andrew McCain. Ross Miller, a couple of mini tour players. Trey Fessler's playing great. I know he's not going to be happy because he did double his last hole. So, but Trey's got a great career in front of him. And obviously his dad's a good friend of ours. So, um, and also for our class A professionals, just a quick shout out. Jeff Sorensen was low class A at uh, tied for 15. So that can tell you right there, Greg. He shot how, 76 round one. Yeah, he, he battled round two, round three, but tied for 15, 14 players in front of Jeff Sorensen. It's, it's pretty crazy, and it's a lot of mini tour players. It's a lot of college players. It's a lot of great amateurs. It's by far the toughest field that we've got. Well, Jack, uh, oh, Jimenez is not a class A yet, right? Correct. Okay. Um, Scotty. And it's Hemans. You keep saying it wrong. I like it though. Jimenez. Um, Because you put it all together. Um, And don't forget little Connor Schubring, our old pro buddy, Paul Schubring's son. We're turning over next generation stuff. Hey, by the way, I got to add something, Kaylee. Trey Fessler will be okay with this because he won the KWL and Pro-Am because somebody else double bogeyed their last hole. And so he ended up getting the victory at at our pro-am up here so it all it's golf man i think he'd rather have the eleven thousand dollar check than the eleven hundred dollar check he'll be fine with the 7400 or 77 whatever it was 79 17 yep which is more than i've made in my career trey (laughs) you've gotten one oh that's awesome all right anything else about the state open scotty or kaylee nope we don't need to talk about my round. We're good. Let's just move on. Yeah, we're fine. I mean, you at least you remembered your clubs. We're all good. Things happen. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, just a huge quick shout out to Oak Ridge. It was oh. super, super fun to work with those guys. Um, I mean, Tone and the Supers were chit-chatting the whole time. Like, it was such a great setup. The whole lead up to the event, being at the event, like, every member that I met from Oak Ridge Country Club was so stoked to have the tournament. 
So that was super fun to see. And there was a ton of people out just following groups. And we had um, a couple of volunteers that were standard bearers for us with the last three groups. So it was just a really cool event. Bailey, I appreciate you saying that. And I also want to say, I don't have a lot of pull on this, but I love to see it at a variety of courses. I think that is what a state open should be. We see it for the U.S. open. We see it for other things as it's never at the, and again, Bunker Hills might take this the wrong way, but the fact of the matter is, is that if it's a, truly an open, you move that around to different venues. It's not Augusta. It's not the Masters. It's an open. So I appreciate that Oak Ridge and other clubs are willing to open up their facility. And it's great to hear that the memberships are embracing this stuff because we do appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. It was super fun. It was a great three days. Scotty, any final words or no? On the state well, we, uh No, I, I, I would just say, yeah, Oak Ridge. And, and, and I'll say it again. This is a lot to do with our current secretary, Kelly Hoynes. Like how the club pro, we, we talk about host facilities and we need host facilities. And here's someone that is hosting the state open and at a private facility during the week, three days and really spinning it the right way. And the membership embraces it. The staff embraces it. We had record number of participants for, for qualifiers. The purse I think was an all time high phenomenal event and they didn't cut any corners. The golf course was the best setup I've ever seen for a state open hands down so hats off to them good stuff all right scotty let's move on to the next topic um did you watch any of the congressional hearings you were pretty busy i did not but i have kind of kept up with the cliff notes i think it's kind of crazy some of the things that i was reading a team for tiger woods and rory mcelroy and then a membership at augusta were kind of the highlights um, I really can't believe it. It's it all. The more you look behind the curtain, the more I just I, I just shake my head. Are you shocked that Jay Monahan has a job? I am, but also he hasn't been feeling well. Some nobody knows what it is. I'd be sick too. Yeah, exactly. So I am really surprised that he still has a job, but there. There's been some weird stuff going on, so who knows? I think yeah, so, it's still just a matter of time. So, again, it's kind of right where uh, in that point of where they seem to want to keep Jay going, but also Jordan Spieth said some things like, yeah, he's going to have some trust to rebuild. Uh, there's obviously some things that were, like you said, behind the curtain. Uh, Scotty Scheffler made mention that um, he's not even sure what's going on. I, I don't I don't have full details, and they don't, because I think they're kind of, as we all say, and, and nobody knows what this means really, is making it up as you go um, because by the way as golf professionals we do that a lot um, you know you have some things that come in that you uh, you have to make it up as you go you didn't know that your beverage cart lady called in sick so you got to make it up as you go you know those type of things so um, I don't mean to equate those as such but when you're dealing at such a high level of the future of the PGA I heard some really good things in that uh, in that congressional hearing of of kind of they're they're trying to to make the 9-11 family still feel like they're being heard 
but also trying to downplay that a little bit more. And I'm not sure where that's going to land, Scotty, when all said and done, or what that's going to do for professional golf. I'm interested to see where this all is. I'm still curious, and you heard me a couple times say this with um, when he, when we interviewed our new um, C, uh, what was it, our COO? Yes, Craig Kessler. Yep. Yeah, when we interviewed Craig, I kind of like, I'm worried about the Ryder Cup. And I still am today, Scott. What was that, a month ago? Maybe a little yeah. more than a month ago? Well, <clears throat> you should be more worried about it because in this, you know, those documents that got leaked, the big part of it, for this to acquire DP World Tour was to get the European half of the Ryder Cup. So now the tour technically owns half of the Ryder Cup, which which is a scary thought for us as PGA professionals because now they own the President's Cup 100%, right? Yeah. So now they own half of the Ryder Cup and what's to say they just don't try to combine the two. So Scotty, did the European PGA of America, you know, the PGA of Europe, did they sell it to the DP? No, I think DP world tours always had it. The European PGA, I don't think is at the, the same level as the PGA of America. Okay. Well, and for those who don't know, and I'm sure most of our listeners are PGA guys, they do know that the Ryder cup is our bread and butter. Yeah, uh, and probably the knife that spreads it. You know, it's all of it. So um, it's a big one for us, and it's the only thing. In all honesty, Scotty, all this live, all this PGA Tour back and forth. That's what that's what worries me. None of whether pro golf will survive or what will the PGA Tour look like or live as fifty four holes. I could care less. I do care about the entity that concerns you and I, which is the PGA of America. And I do on our number one asset, which is the Ryder Cup. And that's when it gets real. And so hopefully we can get this all figured out so that we can have the best players on both sides. I don't care what tour you're on, get them on that team. And whoever Zach decides and whoever, who is it Luke Donald now? I think it's Luke Donald on the other side. Whoever those two decide, get the best players. And if the rooms are awkward, who cares? We don't care as consumers. We want to see the best players. Yes. No, it's, uh, it's still a lot. I, I mean, we're still figuring out a lot, but there's still a lot to be decided, right? Tons. All right, Scotty, let's talk about the Minnesota section calendar. It's stacked. This it is, is. This is the point in your life where I bet you're glad you're not at a green grass anymore because I sit here and I look at all these things I want to support. I want to go play in some of these. I want to support our guy. And I am. I'm going out to the stadium to Hawk Tree. I've heard it's a phenomenal golf course. These are some new events that are on the calendar, but I want to support them. But it's hard, Scotty. It is a thick, thick calendar. What's on your plate coming up? Um, yeah, well, starts Edinburgh coming up tomorrow. Uh, we got the rock star at Craigens. Are you going? Owen. So sounds like we've got the house again. It should be a good little time. Oh, do you? No, us and you. Johnson's hooked us up. I didn't know that. I thought I was yeah. okay. That just made your day. You did. I, I seriously, I, I did not know that. I'm gonna tell I got two guys coming from Eagle Creek. I'm gonna go tell them right now. Okay, so then uh we got the spam. 
And then we got the Faribault. We call that the Southern Minnesota swing. Southern, the Southern tour. Yes. And then you got resorters Pro-Am in the stadium. Uh, and then right into, I mean, yeah. How, it's are you making, how are you making all that work? Are you going to stadium? I don't know. I had reached out about stadium and I am waiting to hear information. Okay. Um, so, are you doing resorters? It's right out your back door. Um, we're, I'm on the fence cause we're down in Faribault and my parents want to see the kids. So yeah, that's always tough. So I'm not sure. And I kind of want to take the kids to the 3M on Saturday. Good call. Scotty, so, lots, on, lots in our section, lots happening. Um, if you, if you're ever wondering anybody who listens, go to minnesotapga.com. Um, anybody who's interested in pro-ams who are watching these, go to minnesotapga.com. You can call a lot of these host pros if you have a team and they'll find you a pro. Um, there's a lot of those scenarios that happen. Or in my case, if I mess up and don't have a pro for a team, I'll find you a guy to play with. Don't smile over there. That's kind of an inside joke. I screwed up at the KWLM Pro-Am. Um, but uh, that happens to us, right, Scotty? We make it up as we go on the fly. Everybody makes mistakes. That's right. Thanks, buddy. Scotty, any final words for our listeners? Yeah. Kaylee's got to jump back on because we got to do picks for the Open Championship. I totally forgot. I this thought is, I was going to get away with it. Nope. This is the decider. All three of us <laughs> have won a major championship, and this is going to be the one that determines the champion for the year. And we've done the same format each time, four picks, and um, and then it's total money. And it worked right. out. It was a lot tighter in this last one, but Scotty did pull it out. What I won Augusta. Kaylee won the PGA. Mm -hmm. Scotty won the old U.S. Open. So here we go with what I call the British Open. I'm not going to the Open Championship. It's the British Open. Scotty, Who, what is the order? It's I think it's Kaylee, Greg, Scott is what I'm yes. thinking. Oh, gosh. Okay, Kaylee. Hold on. Let me – I got to get my numbers down here. Kaylee, Greg, <laughs> Scott. Do that thing you do with the pen. You usually like put it in your mouth. Yep, yep. yep there you go. <laughs> Kaylee, you're starting with the defending champion at Royal Liverpool or Hoyt Lake. Hey, there's Carla. <laughs> hi, Carla. Uh, I'll tell her. Kaylee, you did they tell you? Bring everybody in. Let's get them all to help with the picks. Carla. Yes, this is what Carla, I need. Get over here. Carla, come up here. This is, I do need all the help I can give. That's right. Carla! Carla, Carla. Tone, JD, anybody in the office. You're Carla, gonna... get in here. We need some picks. She get, Kaylee gets first pick for the British Open. Who is she taking? Colin Morikawa. <laughs> okay. Whoa, there we go. When did he win, Scotty? Two years ago? Was it No, Col it's no. been three. Was it Colin? Three? No, 2021. Okay, so I'm up next. I am going, you guys, I'm going crazy picks because uh, we pick these guys, me and a buddy. We do a, Carla, don't leave us. Uh, we got more picks. Uh, or she's busy. <laughs> Where is she going? She ran. She's going to go do research. One. She's got to do recon for us quick. I'm starting pull with up? a weird, for you guys only, and I'm going with Tommy Fleetwood. Fleetwood, what's your favorite Fleetwood Max song? I don't know any. <laughs> 
Okay, you let's go. So guys. terrible. I get two. 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 Double it up. I know one guy. Yes, there you go. Okay. I am going to go. I'm going big hitters because, Greg, you're clueless. No, I'm going to go with Rory McIlroy. Oh, defending champion. <laughs> no, he is not. He lost last year. No, he won it the last time it was at Hoyt Lake. Oh, okay. Not defending champion. Defending champion at the venue. Whatever. At the venue. Okay. And then I'm going to go John Rahm. Rumbo. He's not as angry anymore, is he? Nope, he's not angry. Cameron Smith, the actual defending champion. <sighs> Why Carla, did you pick you guys, that guy? You guys get two picks. <laughs> did she get... Can you hear me? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We hear you. Sweet. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hello. Did you get her first pick? Oh, yeah. Colin yeah. Morikawa. Did you. anybody pick Ricky Fowler? No. no. Late. I didn't think anybody would pick him. No, All we right. will. All right. Good pick. You one get more. another one now. I would just like you to say I've never <laughs> won an office pool ever in my life in 20 years. Well, this well, is a deciding one. My this picks are usually not very good. Kaylee hadn't either until last. Until she got lucky May. at the PGA because Will Zalatorius wasn't playing. Oh, no. Look, it says not playing there. Mm. We're under the gun here. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, we're we taking on the run. Tommy Fleetwood. No, already been picked. Oh, dang it. <laughs> Greg's Matthew Fitzpatrick. The there you go, Fitzy. Oh, Kaylee loves him. I oh, do, you do? I do, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I like to I like to think about uh, who can play well at the old at the old. <laughs> you know who I'm not taking anymore that I've been just bamboozled on? Brooks. No, that's who I actually am taking. I was not oh. going to take Justin Thomas because he's been brutal. So I'm yeah, going with yeah. Brooks. Well, you had the all worst hair team with Tommy Fleetwood and Cam Smith. Oh, I got to think crazy hair. Yeah, boy. There hey, give me really two, any. Scotty. I get two. Mm, 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 mm. Scotty Scheffler. How has no one picked the the, the best ball striker on the planet? This place is all doesn't about matter placement. in the British Open. Placement, placement, placement. I think this is the place that Tiger Woods didn't even hit a driver. Round game. Yep, four irons and five irons all day. He's okay. And then you know what? I'm sick and tired of picking this guy, and I'm sick and tired of him not winning. But this, he's gonna win one of them. And he finished second, I think, tied for second last year. Cam Young. He did play better the other day. Yeah. At the John Deere. So he can hit bullet stingers all day. You're not going to like this pick, you guys. Nobody's going to like this pick, and you can make fun of me for it. Bishop. No. Why? I know. Okay, in the last pick of the 2023 major season goes to Haley and Carla. Double K. Mm -hmm. Are you gonna say it? Okay, Xander Shoffley. Sure? Ooh, Xander. 
just kind of fun to say. Zender. He let me down too many times, but he played great at the U.S. Open. We got him, everybody. Here's the recap. Kaylee and – oh, I got to put Carl up here. They got yep. more Kyle Fowler. This might be my first time on the podcast. It is got, your first well, time tried, on the podcast. We've tried to have her on before, but she's pretty busy. Hey, shameless plug for junior golf. Go ahead. Shameless. Oh, oh geez. Now you're putting me on the spot. You, you need know golf I feel about for 2024. Me. Yeah, we're already searching right now for majors. Might have my first major and another one maybe done already. So working on that. We've had record numbers this year is crazy. Um, I mean, it's been a great summer. So call we Eagle Creek. We're ready. <laughs> you hosted one this year. We're ready to host. We he got wants Minnewaska a major. In a couple of weeks. Oh, he wants a major. Okay. Yes. So funny story. I played in my first ever MGA State Junior Girls at Eagle Creek in like 1993. <laughs> No, I think it was 1991, and I shot 135. Shot. Oh. I was 11 years old. 135. So you got bad memories. Ain't coming here, Scotty. She's got some bad memories. Hey, it's Don't okay, me. Carla. We're talking about worst rounds. Greg shot 96 at Edinburgh in the pro am a couple of years ago. Don didn't invite him back for two years, but now hey, he's back. Is he playing tomorrow? I saw he the is Edinburgh pro am tomorrow. is tomorrow. <laughs> Good We're luck. Hoping for under the 90s, under 96. Watch out for number 17. It comes out to bite you. <laughs> I think Hopefully I they got a drop hole. area behind the green. I think I barred that hole <laughs> shooting 96. Oh, All right. So I got Fleetwood. Thank you, Carla. I got okay, I'm out. Smith. Thanks, All right. Thanks, Carla. Scotty's got McElroy, Rom, Scheffler, and C. Young. All right, you guys. That's all we got for episode season six, episode four. That's Kaylee. That's Scott. I'm Greg. Thank you all for listening. We hope you all have an awesome couple of weeks. We'll be back in the middle of August. See you, everybody. <laughs>